Hey guys, welcome. It's Montel here, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel. My guest today has more than 30 years' experience as a pharmaceutical executive. He's the co-founder of Green Street Pharmaceuticals and works to capitalize on his extensive experience to develop innovative products to make a meaningful difference in the lives of patients and physicians. Also joining the conversation is my friend, partner, and co-founder of Freshly Baked Company. To both of you, Frank Jones and Phil Smith, thank you so much and welcome to Let's Be Blunt today. Fontel, I can't thank you enough for having us on this show and look forward to this blunt conversation. Absolutely. Phil, thank you so also, my friend. Definitely. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Look, before we jump into the, the meat and bones of what we're going to talk about today, I just want to get your impression. You know, you know, up until this week, um, all of the streaming services were literally just bouncing down on the head of anybody in the cannabis industry who even if you use the term medical marijuana, you might get thrown off their site for a week. You get penalized. If you even discuss the fact that cannabis was, you know, value in some ways, if you kept bringing it up, you use the term cannabis, boom, they bounce you off. But now Twitter has said that they are going to allow discussions about cannabis. They may not allow branding, but they will allow discussions, which is going to help us, I think, as an industry really do the part of this job that we really need to do that we have been doing very well, and that is the B2C component. We'll be able to use Twitter to basically educate the consumer and let them know, you know, what's out there, what's new, and and and, and innovations like what Frank's going to talk about, I think is a great opportunity. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely, Montel. Um, we are no, uh, you know, we are no strangers to the shadow ban <laughs> on, <laughs> on social media, right? I think everyone knows about that issue, the old shadow ban, where you're posting things and no one's actually seeing them. And up until this announcement, which is a great step um, in the right direction, like you said, um, really LinkedIn was really the only one that you can kind of walk a, walk that line with. You know, everyone else, if you post anything, even, you know, remotely close to cannabis, especially without a disclaimer on there, um, you're usually banned on this. So I, th I think it's a great first step. I do too. And I think, you know, it's going to lead the way to make and really force the other streamers to kind of do the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Because there's definitely a hole there. I mean, it's hard enough to market in this industry from state to state, you know, depending on your regulation. But then when they're making it even harder online, and, and it's funny because there's a lot of things that they do allow on these streaming services that are like kind of a little shocking. So again, it's a, it's a, it's moving the right direction. Hopefully they'll lead the way and everyone will follow suit. What do you think, Frank? Because this is really gives an opportunity for people like yourself, innovators, to actually talk about breakthroughs and groundbreaking, you know, initiatives when it comes to things like, you know, delivery systems and other. What do you think? You know what I like? It's a platform for education. You know, prior to doing something like that, it would be Phil going out one on one or talking to a group of people. But to reach the masses and get a good story without having to hide anything or being careful in the selection of words, I think it's a brilliant first step. And hopefully other companies like Twitter could do the same thing. Absolutely. I agree with you. I think it's it's a really unbelievable first step. And you're right. I mean, you know, when you say I, I and Phil have spent what, what, my brother, 20, 30 days together visiting, uh, uh, doing pop-ups and dispensaries all over Massachusetts. I think we probably hit about 40 of them now. And, um, you know, visiting them and doing that one-to-one. -one. But this does give us an opportunity now to discuss, talk about what we have, talk about the products that we have, talk about the way we think that what we're doing and others are doing is innovative and, 
and educate the masses and give them an opportunity to go have a place to go that they can get that education. Right, especially with what we're going to talk about today, Montel, like you said, education is so important. Just educating, educating people on these alternative delivery methods that are unbelievable and groundbreaking. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's uh, just jump right in there because I think I'm going to start with start with you, Frank. Tell me a little bit about your background first before you started Green Street Pharma. Sure. Thanks, Montel. Um, I've been in pharmaceuticals 30 plus years. I don't want to give you the exact number, uh, but uh, well, you started when you were three. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I got first exposed to transdermal products maybe 15 years ago where I was president for a division of a company that was based in Europe. And they had transdermal drugs, which were prescription-based products. And my task was to license the products out. And mind you, at that time, I knew nothing about transdermal drug delivery. And so wait, let's, right, let's, let's, let's go ahead and define what transdermal means so that our audience can understand you. Okay. So if you take a look at the various ways that a drug or a product can enter the body, you have about five different routes. You have oral, you have smoking, you have injectables, and then you have transdermals. And transdermals basically is drug or product going through the skin that enters right into the bloodstream. And when it does that, it, what's the advantages of that? Is that not a way to bypass the liver, bypass the stomach, bypass the intestines? Uh, boy, Montel, you're, let's get deep into this. So Let's get deep. Yeah. So if you look at a transdermal patch, um, and I'm going to explore the benefits and then balance that off with other forms of drug delivery. Sure thing. Transdermal patch uh, goes on your skin. And I have an example of what one looks like. It's, it's about this size. And it looks very simple, but it's complex technology, but I'll put that to the side for now. So when a drug enters into the skin, it bypasses the stomach, your intestine and it gets right into the bloodstream. And what is the benefit of that is that when you take a drug orally, what's very interesting, it has to go through your stomach first, and that's where you get a lot of potential side effects with uh, diarrhea, uh, GI upset, uh, before it actually gets into the bloodstream. And do you not lose some of the, the drug's efficaciousness by going through the stomach? Because you're basically digesting and breaking down those molecules, and not all of them are being used appropriately for what you intend the drug to be used for, right? I, I think you're reading my mind, Montel. Mm. <laughs> Correct. So there's this thing called first-pass metabolism, which means you take a product orally. And it, in the case of CBD, it's very interesting. If you take uh, 10 megs or 20 megs of product, only 6% gets into your bloodstream. Only 6%. Wow. And so for all those out there who are hunting down, you know, uh, CBD oral products uh, that are edibles, um, you know, I think they think that they're getting, you know, incredible benefit, but they really are basically stifling their benefit because of the way they're consuming it, right? Uh, yes and no. I mean, orals do have a place. Uh, because orals, they can deliver fairly quickly. So once it's once you ingest it, it is starting to be destroyed at the same time trying to get absorbed into your bloodstream. Um, so if you take a look at an oral, we get 6% of the available product in the oral pill going to the bloodstream. The transdermal, while it cannot get you an immediate effect, like in 5-10 minutes, it does bypass 
the GI system, gets in your bloodstream, and it provides steady state for up to 24 hours of drug delivery. That's incredible. Well, tell us a little bit about Green Street Pharma. So Green Street Pharma, um, and this is interesting, we had no interest in the cannabis industry when we first started the business. The business was really based on prescription products and really difficult to treat products like type 2 diabetes, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, irritability due to autism. And these things could benefit from a patch that instead of taking two or four pills a day, you put a patch on and it lasts seven days. So our interest when we first started the company was really prescription products that could benefit the general population that have chronic diseases and even people that can't swallow pills or it's very difficult to swallow pills you put a patch on and you get your drug delivery yeah really really interesting i i guess this is this is, i'll take it on a little journey a couple of years ago about two years ago i was in a uh believe it or not i'll tell you exactly where i was i was at a, a casino in uh tunica mississippi and um you know, I, I happen to be a, uh, I, I like casinos for poker player. I'm a poker player, so I, okay. bounce around the country. I bounce around the country and I play poker. And I happen to, my wife, while I'm playing poker, sometimes she stays in the uh, high limit uh, slot room. And, you know, I went by to visit her and she said, this guy over here is just dumping money into these slot machines. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, this guy right there. I mean, I, I've been sitting here and he's probably put $20,000 in these slot machines. I said, What? And I turned around and I looked at the guy and he looked at me. He's recognized what was in my house. I started talking. I said, what do you do for a living? And guess what? This guy is in a transdermal business also, but he created the transdermal Viagra patch. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Will you say, oh, my gosh? Yeah, it's probably one of the top selling pharmaceuticals in the world. So just to give you you know, an idea, this dude's dropping like 20 grand an hour in slot machines, but that's how much money he was making off of. So, I mean, but now you haven't had an opportunity to educate the masses as much as you need to on this. I know, Phil, you've been carrying this product. First off, how did the two of you meet? That's a funny... <laughs> Phil, please. It's a, it's a great story. That's a funny story. Uh, I'll give you a shorter version of it. Um, yeah, my co-founder, Jenny Roseman, her brother-in-law had bought a vehicle online by someone that didn't turn out so great. So, you know, he was telling me the story and he mentioned uh, the person's name. He said they were in cannabis. So I looked them up. And then on that person's website, there was a list of companies that he was supposedly working with. One of them was Green Street. So, you know, we had worked with another company um, before on transdermals and we got to understand how important the research behind it was. Um, and once I found Green Street, I reached out to Frank. I told him what we were looking to do and if he was interested. And he, he said yes. And that's really kind of how we got hooked up. Wow. And then, you know, when we're talking about that, because you're thinking to yourself, I wonder if we can somehow use cannabis in a patch. And just intuitively, it doesn't seem like it would work. So what do you have to do? You have to go through extra steps. Do you have to nanoparticleize the cannabis? Does it work for both minor cannabinoids and for, let's say, THC? And when I say that, the by putting on a patch, does that patch provide you with the euphoria? Um, explain that to me. Wow, great question. So before I met this brilliant marketer called Phil and his mm -hmm. great company, um, we were approached by a lot of companies to say, hey, Frank, can you put cannabis in a patch? And it's like, okay, I could do this, but you know, the, we're science-driven. We're pharmaceutical-based. 
high quality standards. And we said, yeah, we could do it. What are you going to use it for? Well, we don't know. We just put CBD in it and it'll sell. Don't like to deal with companies like that. You know, we like to deal with companies like, let's get the education. Let's put some really good science behind it. Yeah, because I mean, you, the first thing you'd have to do is dig in to find out how would it be received? Where are the receptors? I guess the CB2 connectors or receptors are more prevalent in the skin, right? Than CB1. But then again, you'd be able to drive through the CB2 connectors, the CB2 receptors, the THC that therefore would then travel in the bloodstream into the brain and get picked up by the CB1, right? Correct. Correct. So being a novice in the cannabis industry, once we got all these inquiries, but very good with transdermal drug delivery, I said, let me take a look at cannabis um, and explore the science behind it. And what we found out was a lot of people claim that you can get cannabis into, you know, drug delivery through the skin, but it's hydrophobic and hydrophobic means it does not like water which means it really does not like going through the skin at all. You really need to find some way with enhancers or a variety of different chemical techniques to get it through the skin. And how we do that is we actually use human cadaver skin in special apparatus where we put skin, we put our patch over the skin, and there's a receptor solution, and then we can measure how much drug comes through the skin. And Montel, what I found uh, and you guys have heard this many times before. This is the wild, wild west, where we looked at competitive products just to get an idea. What's it doing? And we found there is no drug delivery. There is maybe not the label claim. If you say 20 megs, maybe there's only eight. And we said, boy, this could really benefit from a disciplined scientific approach to assure that we get drug delivery of the cannabis. And we have tested the CBD, CBN, CBGs, the THCVs, the THC in our proprietary formulation to assure, yes, we do get drug delivery. And now, does it work the same for the acid versions, CBDA, THCA, all of those other ones? Or is it hard to, I mean, you know, we're looking at a, at a, at a plant and a, a, you know, a source of a, a material that, literally has, you know, who knows, it could be close to 250 different cannabinoids. And so do you have to go back and test to see the viability of the transdermal uptake based on each one of the cannabinoids, or is it a general where they all do kind of go through and, and permeate the skin? Well, you know, I'm going to give you two answers for the, to that, and that's a great question. If you take, uh, take a big step back and look at the molecule, you know, everything that could be in the plant, they're kind of all the same, you know, based on molecular weight and uh, a whole bunch of other attributes. But to really determine and provide a quality product to a company like Phil, um, we test each individual component. So you mentioned other components. We don't know. We probably could make the claim that, yeah, probably will. But until we put it in our skin permeation apparatus and do some HPLC chromatography on it, we really don't know. So we've established right now that I think seven or eight of them using our formulation can get through the skin. And, you know, I mean, all over the country, and I should back up before Phil introduced me to the product, um, you know, in California and Colorado, there are lots of companies that are making claims that their patches work. 
Um, I never found much efficaciousness in a lot of the patches that I tried before. Um, and is that because they are not approaching it the same way? They're not using, they're not testing, or they're just, you know, taking a shot in the dark to see if it works. What's going on with some of these other products? Boy, did you hit the nail on the head. Personal opinion based on testing other people's products and looking at how they manufacture the products. So let me address manufacturing the products first. A lot of these are, and I don't want to be derogatory, but you know, it's sure. probably done in a garage. Yeah, no aspersions. Go ahead. Absolutely. Probably done in a garage, you know, mom and pop operation uh, with probably no experience in a disciplined pharmaceutical world or disciplined world of science. So we use uh, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical grade adhesives, pharmaceutical grade backing films, release liners, uh, USP grade enhancer products that go into the patch. We manufacture it under a very controlled uh, system. We test every product. And I don't think many people have that ability to say, let's do a skin permeation. I think if you ask that question of our competitors, they would say, well, what is that? Well, yeah. or they straight up lie and say, oh, yeah, we did so. Right. Yeah. yeah. In our world, that's the gold standard to say, yeah, drug is actually getting through when we can tell you how much, how long, and does it generate impurities? That's another thing that's that a lot of people don't think about. You can put CBD in a patch. Does it stay as CBD or does it break down to uh, generate impurities that are harmful to you? So we quantify all that before we even say, Phil, we have a product that we'd like to launch with you. And Montel, I just want to follow up on your earlier question too. When you talked about the psychoactive effects, you know, we have two uh, you know, milligrams right now that we're offering. We do a five milligram with 30 milligrams of uh, CBD. So five milligrams THC, 30 milligrams CBD. Um, that is a very kind of relaxing experience. Um, does it get, is it, there's a psychoactive effects, very mild, but um, with Frank's technology, you know, we've made a 20 milligram patch that has, a, that has extremely good psychoactive effects. And then we're calling that more of like for your party patch or your stoner, to be honest with you. And the folks that are, you know, more heavy consumers, um, they seem to find that that is, you know, very comparable. And I'm not going to say to smoking or edibles because the experience is totally different here um, than smoking and edibles, but comparable to the level where they feel like they're, you know, medicated enough. But, but if you can, can you just give me a little bit more with that, Phil? I mean, when you say it's not the same, but it's comparable, do you get, do you think you experience, or like I, just, I saw you hold your wrist up, you have one on, is that a 20? And does that give you a euphoria? So this right here is actually one of our five milligrams. I'm calling this like okay. our first gen um, because we actually have a clear patch now. Okay. Clear patch that we're using here. And this is actually a 20 milligram here. Um, I have a five milligram on right now. So for a 20 milligram, 100%. The way these patches work is that, um, like Frank said, you know, it's for us, we found about 30 minutes in. Um, that's when, that's probably the, you know, average of when you would start feeling the effects from these patches. But myself and a lot of people included, and we were just at ECAN with these, um, it was about five minutes. Um, but on average, we'd say about 30. Um, like edible, you take an edible, you're in for six to eight hours. Edibles affect people different ways. Some people get extremely um, medicated by edibles and some people not so much with the patch it's a very consistent um, experience and dose every time you take it so well, what we call it is kind of this clean feel um, this clean energy field this clean um, you know indica feel if you would 
So after the but there is a, but there's a slight euphoria. Oh, in the twenty milligram, there's more than a slight euphoria. Is it, does it hit you? Does it hit you the same way? Let's say, you, oh, the, way, the way it hits you is that the patch will take you to a level, and then you will level off. You won't feel like you're keep going, and then like an edible, sometimes you come down. You come to this very comfortable level, and you just cruise there for about twelve hours, and that's what this patch is for. Um, a little bit before the twelve hours, you'll start to feel a slight come down, but it's not like a crash. It's it's very mild, slow come down um, off that twelve hour um, you know dose. And even though the THC might not still be there in that maybe 9, 10th, 11 hour, it's very mild. The CBD is still there. And you know with CBD and TAC, you do have that entourage effect. So, you know, it's not like smoking where it's in the head. It's 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 a very much, you know, um, balanced kind of high, if you would, uh, but not something that, like, you go up and you go down. And then also with the patch, we found that, you know, with this technology, you take the patch off, and, you know, within an hour, you're coming down, and you're pretty much good to go. Because it goes straight into the blood, um, you don't have those lingering effects like you would with an edible or with smoking, it's very predictable on what's going to happen every time you put that patch. On. And uh, any anxiety driven behind it? Does it does it seem to give does it give you that burst of anxiety all of a sudden? It hits you, it's like what? Where did no. that come from? No, and that's why we're calling it a clean feel. You know, I had a call yesterday with one of our good partners, as our transportation here, and the CEO was telling me that you know I gave him one at Nikan. He's not a big consumer, and he tried one of these, and he's like, Phil, this is unbelievable. I've never had anything like this, and that was the five milligram because he's not a big consumer. He was like, it was just this very clean kind of chill feeling i had and then when i took it off like i felt like i was you know back to normal relative relatively fast but it wasn't like this super high and this super low he's like i was at this comfortable state the whole time and that's really what what, what this product does it gives you just a comfortable feeling um you know the whole time no highs and no lows it's really comfortable and i would imagine that there's got to be some some incredible benefits different benefits if you were to start looking at some of the other minor cannabinoids are you making patches that have all the miners in there, like from CBG to, you know, uh, CBN, CBC, CBDA. Can you, can you, and we know that CBDA is, is not very stable. Is there a way to stabilize that and put that in a patch? But, uh, right now, um, we're working with Phil on a CBN, which we've already formulated and it works, a, a CBG uh, patch, which is nice. And Phil, this is kind of new for you. Uh, we got the THCV, uh, and does that work? Uh, Chrissy, our head of development, she tried that, and I said, Chrissy, uh, what made you so focused and so energetic in the last five minutes? Montel, because you'll find this funny, uh, when we develop a patch, uh, I'm not a user, uh, so don't take anything against me, but I, no. I do try the patches, and when I put, put them on, I can tell you what Phil is saying is correct. Uh, I did a five minute THC patch and I had to go to the hardware store to get something. I get to the hardware store. I walked into the store and I said, boy, I wonder what I'm here for. And, <laughs> and, then, I, and then it dawned on me. OK, here's what I'm here for. But it was a very comfortable, not out of space. But, you know, I just felt, you know, really good. And then I said, I'm wearing two of the patches. So let me take those off. And I can wow. speak actually to one of those, Montel. The last time I was down visiting with Frank, they had some R&D going on. I'm glad that it's it's progressed further, Frank. Um, and this was with a THCB, which I have no experience with. Um, I've just been learning about THCB. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're calling it the new weight loss drug, the energy drug, what have you. So it was a five milligram patch um, with 30 milligrams of CBD. Chrissy gave it to me. We went out to dinner. It was 1130 at night. And I looked at Jenny at the hotel and I was like, 
man, and I get anxiety. And you asked about this earlier. Like, I can't get what sativa is. I get bad anxiety. I have I have stress and anxiety. So I just can't mess with that. It's more indica. So I had this on. It's 1130 at night. And I'll tell you what. I was in the – I was literally tap dancing and dancing in that room. I couldn't, I couldn't stop moving. And I told her, I was like, this doesn't feel like caffeine. I don't feel jittery. I say, it just feels super clean, this energy. And I was like, but how am I going to get to sleep? I take that thing off. And within an hour, I was sleeping like a baby. Wow. And so you you plan on expanding this line out to try to cover as many minor cannabinoids as you can. And then will it be minor cannabinoids by themselves with THC or minor cannabinoids just alone? Well, I think it's a, it, it, it's a joint discussion that Phil and I are having. Uh, right now, there's two types of business. So there is the minor cannabinoids as individual products with nothing else, and then the minors with the THC. So we can provide a broad range to uh, potential customers. And I guess you, you could also be looking at minor cannabinoids with other minor cannabinoids because you'd probably want to put some CBC together with some CBD and some CBG. And those could probably have special effects for various ailments that people might have. Um, and right now, are you only in Massachusetts? Where are you at? Yep. So right now, just in Massachusetts, Montel, with the with the THC side under our freshly baked wellness patches here. Um, but like Frank spoke about, you know, we also have an MDAR license. So, you know, we produce, you know, CBD only right now as well. And those um, you can find nationally. We're getting to a few other stores outside of Massachusetts, but mostly in Massachusetts right now. Okay. That's really unbelievable. That's good. And, you know, Phil, for you, I mean, uh, Freshly Baked has really, I, I literally enjoy every single time I'll be coming up to Mass here in a couple of weeks, but I, I enjoy every time I come up there because, you know, I, I visit a lot of dispensaries and, you know, as soon as I say, you know, my product is, you know, I have contract manufacturer who is freshly baked and people like their eyes light up and go, oh, wow, wow that's great. Yeah, you know, we, we, we try to be good operators here. Um, we're not perfect by any means, so I don't want to like toot our own horn, but we do our best. And I think that's, I think that was the key to um, the relationship with Green Street here is that, you know, we were very much aligned, like Frank talked about earlier, not only in, like in the personal relationship we have um, and, and the views that we have there, but the education behind the products. And, you know, I made it clear to Frank when we first met that I wasn't interested in snake oil. And there's a lot of snake oil out there and I'm not interested. That's why I'm on tell we get along because um, you're very much into the science um, and, and the effects of these products. So it was important to us to have a good partner like Frank to make sure that we're representing ourselves well you know, not only in Massachusetts, but, you know, in other parts of the country as we expand here. Sure. And Frank, I can't imagine, uh, you know, innovator like you sitting on your laurels. So are you working on any other types of delivery systems or any other things that we need to know about? And one thing you didn't mention when you were going through delivery systems is uh, didn't mention, mention um, sinus cavity. And I've often thought that that's an area that this industry hasn't explored as much as it should to begin with. And I'm not talking about, you know, a um, uh, I'm, I'm, I am talking about kind of like a nasal spray, uh, a nanoparticle spray that actually gets absorbed up in the mucosal area, up in the high part of your sinuses rather than, and that would also help to bypass the liver and the, and the, the stomach, would it not? And you would get immediate, immediate relief from that. However, um, of all the doses, besides injectable, that's the second most difficult to make. And it's not from a formulation, uh, because once you get the product into the nasal cavity, you have a lot of fat, lipids, uh, you've got a lot of water, 
the drug will go through and get into your bloodstream. The issue is that uh, the product needs to be made under very good sterile conditions. You do not want to have any any uh, bacteria or viruses getting into your nasal. You know, so if you have an oral, uh, there is a little concern for microbial contamination, but with your stomach acid, it really mitigates all that. A transdermal patch, the same thing. You know, the, the bacteria and the viruses will not go through the skin. However, you're dealing with some very sensitive membranes and uh, it has to be made under sterile conditions. So from a manufacturing point of view, uh, that would be very capital intensive for us. Got it, got it. But now are you working on any other types of delivery systems that we didn't don't know about? Uh, well, the classic uh, orals where, um, and I was sharing this with Phil actually the other day, as you know, Montel, most of the uh, the really good cannabinoid, minor cannabinoids, uh, they're oils or they're extracts or, or tars, right? So if you want to make a, a good pill out of those or something from an oral point of view, it, it's almost impossible. You right. can't make, put an oil into a pill. Um, but what we found was a product that converts without any mechanical conversion. Uh, we found a product, then when we mix it together with it, converts the oil into a solid. So then we can directly compress a tablet with an oil. And, wow. and, I, and I think that's just fascinating technology right now. And that's something that Phil and I are continuing to work on. Yeah, Martel, one of the top you know edibles in the state is is a pill. Um, and I think people are surprised by that. But you know, similar to the to the patch technology, this is pharmaceutical grade studied research in these products that are coming into the TAC space, which we haven't really had. And that's what's special about these, that they've already been proven in the biggest market when it comes to these things is pharmaceuticals. Now they're coming into our space. So the science is there. Um, and that's what Frank and Fresh and Victor, you know, that's what we're going to bring into the industry. I'm saying now, do you have plans? I know, I know, Phil, you've had some plans for a while of reaching in other states to see if you can get your brand licensed there and be able to provide product there. How's that going? You know, it's it's going good. And, and like Frank said, we're in discussions right now to bring our partnership a little bit closer here. And, you know, because this technology is so, um, you know, this there, there isn't any intellectual property like this, really. Um, you know, it's very few of it probably on the pharmaceutical side, but especially on the THC side. So, you know, we're really looking into, you know, possibly licensing, you know, some of these, some of this technology to some larger operators. And honestly, um, even when we went to NECAN, I, I passed out patches and I had a couple large operators that tried these that said, we need this, this technology. Um, so we're actually looking at maybe just doing licensing deals in other states uh, where it's a white label deal. But um, professionally baked, we're still exploring, um, you know, because that's still our uh, forward facing consumer brand. And, then, and it has a lot of brand equity and a lot of folks that want to work with that brand as well. But you might see this product and this technology in other states under other brands. Yeah, but yeah, and that's that's interesting too because now if you do end up having to go to other states and you know that we've had some discussions about the fact that you know the brand is is mine that you've been you know so gracious to help us uh, disseminate in the state of Mass. Um, you know we may be headed into Georgia. Um, I'm definitely going to have conversations with our team there to see if we can also you know do this there. Will you have to manufacture in other states to be able to provide this product as the laws exist right now? Yeah, sure. So it's, you know, very similar to the deals that we do here in Massachusetts with our white legal deals and we host folks. So, you know, the thought is similar to the way a lot of companies act here. I mean, a lot of brands aren't plant touching technically. 
they're just brands and they work with manufacturers and similar to Inspire and, you know, they're their co-man. So similar to that, you know, we would set you up um, in your facility, um, license you the intellectual property, provide you all the tech support. Um, and you can have these things going up in your own facility, you know, in, rel in relatively short time. The, 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 the CapEx is relatively low um, to get these done, but the, you know, the benefits are tremendous. Absolutely. And now um, just as a general question, how do you both, and I want both of you to answer this, how do you feel the industry is progressing? Dude, it's, I say this only because I got asked this question the other day. You're saying, well, don't you think we've come a long way? And I'm like, you know, are you kidding me? I started advocating for cannabis in 2001. So 21 years ago, you know, I've been pushing this rope up a hill. And, you know, you know what that's like when you push a rope up a hill. And as I look at the hill, the hill hasn't flattened out. I think we still got more hill in front of us. And part of that has to do with some of the unscrupulous practices of some of the people and nefarious practices of some of the people that are in the industry. But some of it is, is an industry to blame because, you know, our industry is to blame because we don't do enough when it comes to educating the masses. There are people selling products out there that will probably turn some people off from your new innovative technique because they've tried those products and they don't work and they don't work because technically these people didn't put the time and invest in the money and invested hours in the research to make them work. So therefore, you know, they've now, before you can even reach that market, they've already tainted the idea of patches. So, I mean, where do you think we're going? Let, let's, let's put crystal ball and think about the next year, then think about the next two, then think about the next three. What do you think? Either one of you. Thank you, Phil. So from a science point of view, when we entered this thing, uh, I want to say three, four years ago, my view was after looking what was out there, this is the wild, wild west. Put aside the regulations. But if anybody had a pot to uh, mix some stuff, stir it up, the product went out there, no education. And when we first looked at it, we said, well, what does CBD do? What does CBG do? What does THC do? And while there are some really good scientific and small clinical studies, it's not an overwhelming amount of material there to help educate, right? So my view was maybe four years ago, it was, you, you just put a cannabinoid in something and it'll sell. What I'm thinking is going on right now, and thanks to you, Montel, and thanks to you, Phil, and you know, guys that want to educate the masses, there is therapeutic um, goodness out of all these separate cannabinoids, right? I mean, we know that in the last two years alone, there's been probably around 7,000 peer-reviewed uh, published uh, documents out there on cannabinoids, minor cannabinoids, THC and others, and their therapeutic effect um, published all over the world. So I agree with you that the research has been hard to call together, yes. but I think as we move down this path, more and more entities are providing platforms so that you can have access to that information. And that's probably where, you know, one of the, the most, uh, I think that I'm excited about the fact that finally you can go up and find multiple repositories of you know, thousands of documents that you could, it would take you weeks to read through to take a look at all of the things that have been going on all over the world when it comes to cannabinoids. But go ahead. Sorry. No, and, and that's a great point. 
So a lot of that is starting to come through. So science minded guys uh, that want to take the time to read the, you know, what does CBD do? What does CBG do? What is the indication? What is the dosing? Uh, what's the sweet spot? What's the overdose? All of that is starting to be developed right now, which I think is good. And not that I can predict what the future is going to be, although I can see, yes, it's going to be generally more accepted. But there needs to be, and it's starting to happen, a component of education. Why is this good for you, right? Versus a, a drug, right? Um, I think it's starting, but that needs to happen as, long, as well as some really good standardized pharmaceutical grade type products that you know, if I want 10 MIGs, I have 10 MIGs. And if I want 10 MIGs, and it's going to deliver 12 hours, I have data to support that. I think those two driving forces are, you know, it's going to take us in the right direction. Legislatively, I think we have a big hill to go up. Yeah, I think I agree with a lot of that. You know, and, and Montel, you know, to your point, you've been talking about this for a long time. You've been one of the first trailblazers to talk about this. And to Frank's point, it's probably really just starting to mainstream now because of folks like you have been pushing this for so long. So, you know, the science community is is definitely getting behind it, but it's that education of getting all those, that research out that you speak about to the masses so they can actually know what's going on here. Um, so when it comes to innovative products, you know, you know that's why I think the, the orals and the patches are important to me because there is a whole uh, section of uh, potential consumers out there that don't really know or want to try the benefits of cannabis. I'll give you, you know, someone who would be close to me would be like my mom, who maybe is, you know, doesn't who looks at cannabis as you know, a gummy, that's gummy, that's candy, that she's not vaping, she's not smoking. But when you give her the idea of a pharmaceutical grade medical uh, transdermal patch, like she's all about hearing about that. And we're finding that out when we're visiting dispensaries and we're talking to folks. Um, a lot of times, you know, folks get tired of hearing about the latest and greatest gummy. But when it comes to a transdermal patch and you actually speak about the education behind it and how it benefits and how it can really benefit them, everyone has been all ears. Um, so I think. Hopefully in the future here, we get to these other forms of uh, delivery that everyone can be comfortable with, not just your everyday user, because, you know, again, to Frank's point, the medical benefits that we all know about are there with cannabis. And um, it's not just, you know, getting high. A lot of people who do do that don't realize all the medical benefits that they're actually getting. I'm speaking to the choir, Montel, with you. Uh, actually, you know, and I'm speaking to the choir with you also. I was at NECAN also, and I think, you know, it's finally starting to settle in with some of our you know, other distributors and other people in the business that not everybody wants to get as high as they can. I mean, I think when we finally can convince this industry that this is not a end game where let's see how high we can make everybody. Let's put 75% THC and blast the top of your head off. Stop. You know, there, are a lot, there are a lot of people out here who don't have any interest whatsoever in walking around, not understanding whether I got to tell you, I've got a wife who, you know, I've been married now for 16 years. She has never consumed. Um, and has had no, first off, her job wouldn't let her, but, uh, but number two, she's had no interest because, you know, she's stuck in 20 years ago, the idea that, you know, this has got to be a bad drug. And, uh, but at the same time, she's also seen the benefits that I get out of it. So she won't argue that, but, um, I think she would be one that would feel way better in being able to take a pill. She'd be the one who would feel way better about being able to put on a patch something that she knows is a pharmaceutical grade and been produced that way. 
And then she would be able to recognize the fact that if I put it on, I take it off an hour later, the effect stops. So I'd be good to go with that. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of people, especially when you're looking at right now, you know, I was at the, at, we were, you were at Nikan, I was at Nikan. And, you know, the one thing that disappointed me about Nikan is that, again, we in this industry keep putting on these major conferences where we are trying to educate masses on our technology and not necessarily on the benefits of cannabis. There's more conversations going on about distract or extraction equipment, about testing equipment, about this, that, and the other. But I didn't see one big booth that just said, come here to learn why cannabis, why cannabis. I didn't hear one, you know, lecture, why cannabis. I, I heard why my brand, but I didn't hear why cannabis. And, you know, until we break through that with the masses, you know, we've, we've gotten there right now. We're looking at a, a population in America that is starting to now catch up with the rest of the world. You know, in the last 10 years, you know, world population has finally started to slow. Even in places like China, Japan, India, population is kind of slowing down a little bit because there's a generation that's really not having babies as quickly as previous generations. So therefore, we are starting to age as a population on the planet. Baby boomers right now in America, you know, make up the generation with the most disposable income. Yet we're in an industry that's still trying to market to the 18-year-old. And, you know, not all 50-year-olds want to come home from work and lose their brain. They want to come home from work, feel good. They want to relax. They want to feel better. They want to ease some of the tension in their body but they don't want to be, you know, so euphoric that they can't carry on a conversation with the rest of their family. And until we as an industry start to recognize that that's what's going on and not even recognize the fact that the only reason why this industry has even gone as far as it has is because of the baby boomers that have ascended to positions in legislatures. Why are the bills passing? They're passing because finally that baby boomer that remembers being under the bleachers when he was in high school, smoking a joint and realizing I've been successful and now I'm a congressman. They're the ones who are saying, oh, this is okay. It's not as bad. This isn't my my brain on my brain on eggs or, or drugs in a frying pan. This is this is this is a a real thing that worked. It worked for me. And I, I didn't go out and shoot anybody or kill anybody. So when we start figuring out how to market to that demographic, I think we then hit a home run. I could not agree more. And one of the things, uh, not to advertise, but we're, we're looking at CBN as something to help with sleep oh. with, with an indication, right? Instead of just saying, I want to get high, I want to do this. Look for my, an indication. My God, I think if you ask the question, I think the last time I saw poll numbers, it's like 64% of the entire country discusses the fact that they have sleep problems. And we know that there's a solution to that sleep problem when it comes to CBN. That's the reason why, you know, Phil and, and her team helped us uh, and we produced, you know, a product that we call Snooze because, you know, we're putting CBC, CBN, CBD, THC together in the same babe cart. Yep. And then that allows for a person to titrate themselves to a level that they have enough CBN, CBC in their body, reducing some of that inflammation, reducing some of that anxiety and allowing you to have a relaxful evening of sleep without thinking you're going to have crazy dreams because you're not. Um, and, you know, I can tell you something, Phil, you know, I remember you you really enjoyed our um, uh, calm and uh, 
you know, I don't know if you've hit that snooze lately in the day, but you might want to try that because I got to tell you, I literally in the last mm, couple weeks, that's the cart that I have hooked to my pen. Um, because in the daytime, I mean, if you want to hit that hard and, you know, take a couple real good, serious, uh, pulls on it and titrate, um, there's this really very, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a high, uh, uh, THC guy and I like THC with a little CBD on the top of it to take that anxiety off. But what I've noticed is that when I mix that together with the snooze, so I use the energy and the snooze together. Uh, boy, oh boy, that is a, a, just a fabulous feeling throughout the entire day. I just want to get things done, move along. But if I stop for a second, I want to, I see a, uh, uh, you know, something funny, <laughs> I get a little left, get right back to work. You know what I mean? So I got my euphoria there if I want it, but I also have the calmness, relaxation, the body feeling that I want. Um, so again, uh, you know, I think we've, we've been discussing the fact that mixing those kind of those, uh, monocannabinoids together with the THC gives you more of that entourage effect that really nature wanted to give us to begin with. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, I can speak to, you know, the patch again too, without THC. So for me, even the patch with just CBD, our everyday patch, and I'm here, we're getting a lot of feedback from folks now, even without the THC, it's an amazing product for stress and anxiety. Amazing product. It really, it doesn't take it to zero, but it takes it from a hundred to like 25%. Like it really knocks it down. So yeah, the minor cannabinoids, you know, as, as we get more education on this, people are really going to find out that even without the THC, um, because a lot of folks are still, you know, wary about the psychoactive effects. And I get that. Um, that's why we, you know, we make this low milligram, you know, patch for someone. It's, you know, you can just cruise kind of all day and you're, and you're okay. It just knocks out that stress and anxiety. But if you want to get more high dose, that 20 milligram will get you up there. Well, what I see you next time, you know what you can bring for me. <laughs> All right, for sure. All right, my brother. Well, look, uh, real quick, I, I, I can't let you go without giving out some stats. So how can people find out more about Freshly Baked? And how can people find more about your company, Frank? So you start, uh, Phil. Yep. So, of course, you know, on on uh, any social media platform, FreshlyBakedCompany.com will come right up. FreshlyBakedCompany.com, our website. Um, check us out online and, and, and definitely on social media. We try to post quite a bit, especially about our new partnership and these new patches. So please come check us out. And uh, Frank, if we want to know more about Green Street Pharma. Yeah, LinkedIn is the best way or directly to our website at greenstreetpharma.com. Well, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the show today. I want to make sure you, you tune into the next Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Thanks for joining me on Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Please make sure you're subscribed and hit the bell to be notified when new episodes post each week. We'd love to hear your feedback also, so please send us your comments. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.